Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Nationals are a strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. As Hudson tries to close it out, it'll be another 3-2 pitch to Michael Brantley. Hudson sets the kick, and here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Half Street High Heat. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are coming to the end of the off season, so we've got a fun Woo-hoo. show for you today. Yes, almost baseball time again. Um, we've got a really great show today. We appreciate you guys listening, as always. I'm Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. I am joined, as always, by my sedulous co-hosts, Nick and Ryan. You can follow them on Twitter at DC Natchak, and you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. And uh, welcome, guys. How's it going? What's new? Did you just call us a schedule? <laughs> Sedulous. 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 It is a, it's a noun. It's an adjective. It's, um, it right, sentence, that, that's what I meant. It's a noun that goes <laughs> against a noun, meaning an adjective. So sedulous <laughs> means that we talk a lot and mm. it has been said um, and Ryan and I carry this podcast with our takes, and that has been said, sedulous. Huh. Yes. That was, um, I don't know whether to be impressed that or That wasn't horrified. my best work. <laughs> that wasn't my best work. I'll admit that. Yeah, it was a bit of a reach. You know, it was interesting, but uh, I like the effort. Yeah. 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 A for effort. A for effort. Yeah. And it was, it was a compliment. Well, I, so when you I, look it up I later, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to I've it. never heard the word before in my life. <laughs> I think there's a D in there somewhere. Yes, it, but because it's English, we pronounce it like a J because English is stupid. Wait, what? Sed- well, sedulous. Sedulous. It like a J. Sedulous. In English, we do that sometimes with D sounds. We I couldn't even tell you how to start it. It does it start with a C or an S. An S. S E D U L O U S. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> well, why didn't you of say? Of course it was. It's, I don't Showing some, like, dedication and diligence. Oh. See, I told you it was a compliment. That was really nice. <laughs> I wonder if anyone who listened to this, like, ah, yes, 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 exactly. Sedulous. 
<laughs> does everybody, does anybody like pause it and go look up the word at the beginning? I like to imagine that people go look up the word. So that's <laughs> it's not the kind of fans we want. Yeah, I don't know if it's true, but I like to pretend that people go and look up the word. So anyway, uh, learn a new word it, every week. That's, just what, that's the why first they time, come. The first time, for all the listeners who don't, I don't know if I, I've told this story before, but the first time we all talked to each other, like trying to brainstorm this podcast, Amanda dropped the word schadenfreude on us. <laughs> schadenfreude. I, I, I still don't know how to properly pronounce, and I still don't know what it means. So there's that. So there you go. And you were like, I don't know about this person. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, like freaking nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nerd. Oh, <laughs> and here we are almost a year later. Next, next almost week a year. is our podcast anniversary. Yeah, yeah, so if you guys would like to send us a gift, go ahead and make that out to uh, if me. If it's monetary, that'd be great. Uh, I am the handler of all things gift-related. Unless it's like mm -hmm. anything nerd-related, then that's Amanda's department. So if you have any nerd gifts, send them my way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if I've been insulted enough, I suppose we can move on now. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you're in for a long night then. <laughs> I know. I know. We're just getting started. All right. So let's do our weekend review. Ryan, hook us up. Yeah. So we are officially on Mookie Watch. Um, nothing really is going on in the world of baseball right now except for Mookie Betts. Um, the Red Sox are going to trade Mookie, um, according to multiple MLB GMs, as well as Ken Rosenthal, and is expected to go down before spring training. The only question that remains is, who's it going to be traded to? Um, one report suggests that the Dodgers and Red Sox have agreed to all parts of the trade, except for one, how much money they're going to take from David Price. Um, other reports say the same exact thing about the Padres, so in reality, no one knows. But he is going to be traded very soon because the Red Sox are trying to shed that payroll. The Astros did announce their new GM, James Click. Previously, he was the vice president of baseball operations for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, they gave him a multi-year deal. Astros named Dusty Baker the new manager. They want to show the world that they're done with cheating by hiring a man who has clearly never cheated in his life because he doesn't know what this technology is. And... He's never won the World Series in over his 20 years of coaching. So, clean slate. Congratulations, Astros. You're not winning anything this year. <laughs> wow. Um, the Red Sox say they are waiting word, word from Major League Baseball on what their punishment will be before naming the new manager. Uh, multiple congressmen and women signed a letter to MLB Commissioner Manfred to not eliminate 40-plus minor league teams, noting the economical impact that that will have on the smaller communities throughout the country. And in other news, the Cubs signed Jeremy Jeffries. And, uh, yeah, that's it. These things are getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> that's the whole thing. That's all that happened this week. Uh, Ryan, we're going to have to let you go here soon, bud. Like, I'm not sure we need you anymore. <laughs> I know. I know it. Well, we do have one cool thing I figured we'd talk, we figured to talk about this week, which is we're all going to do our top three players at each position going into 2020, which will be fun. And then we have a passel of Twitter questions tonight from you guys. Thank you all for all the input. We're gonna, it's gonna I have be a fun. question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, well, I, I definitely don't know the answer. That's why I'm asking the question. Is What's the record for, like, how many different teams one person has managed? 
Because this is Dusty's fourth, right? I think so. Wow. I, um, I don't know. It seemed like a lot. Like, it just pretty unheard. I mean, he's coached forever, obviously. But not many people have the longevity he does. But even more people, I would assume, don't have the amount of teams coach that he has. Usually it's like one team. Like, Joe yeah, Madden's on his true. third, but... I, I can't really think of anyone else who's like who's around like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good. I don't know what's the. I can't think who has anybody had more than four. Yeah, I'm getting a bunch of threes because Girardi's on his third, right? Then he did he manage the Marlins? No, no, no. He's he was Yankees, I think. Yankees and then Padres. Oh, I thought Phillies. I thought he was Marlins before that. Uh, let's take a look. For some reason, I know he maybe did he play for the Marlins and the Yankees. Or, I thought he coached or managed the or the Marlins, but anyways, even if he did, that's only three. Marlins, like, Yankees, Phillies. Yeah, he did one year with the Marlins. Nailed it. Yeah, but nailed it. Still nice pull. Well, anyway, oh, I I'm yeah. happy for Dusty. I I always thought it was a little I don't know. Like I had my issues with Dusty, but I liked a lot of things about him, and I thought it was kind of crappy the way the Nets did that man. So, I uh, I'm glad to see him get another job managing. Sure, I mean I, he you, seems like a curious choice for the very analytical, it, you know, the analytics driven. That's gonna be there, fun because my man yeah. hates analytics. He is as he old does. school as he gets. I'm saying it's an odd odd choice for the Astros, but whatever. So it's. There's like two sides for like non Astros fans. It's gonna be funny to watch, just like the the struggle between how that organization like strategizes and whatnot, and how Dusty manages. But as an Astros fan, just to to play sort of a devil's advocate here, if you're trying to find a silver lining, like the counter. Well, one of the arguments to the whole Astros cheating thing was that they were good enough to win without the cheating. So why didn't they just do that? Well, I think, I mean, maybe this year you're actually going to see that because we're not going to see any cheating. So maybe you'll see the Astro team for what it really is. And I, hopefully if you're an Astros fan, like it's still a really damn good team. So I don't know. Should be fun to watch one in one regard or another. Yeah, agreed. I, I wish nothing but awful things for them and I hope they suck, but I doubt that they will. So yeah. I am. I want them to be harassed and have, and have an absolutely awful year. And I want every visiting ball, every place they go as visitors to treat them like absolute garbage. That's my hope. Mariners winning that division. <laughs> <laughs> That's funnier than the question about Zimmerman in the Hall of Fame last week. <laughs> All right. So top three time? Top three. Okay. Top, top three. three. All right, we're going to go, let's start. I guess we'll just start randomly. Um, shortstop, Ryan, he got. Ooh, oh, going go like the big dog first. All right, let's see. Shortstop, I got number three. I got Trevor Story. Um, the Coors effect is not real. If you use Coors, you're just a loser. Um, his numbers are <laughs> stupid. He also led all shortstops in war last year, which is incredibly impressive considering how stacked the position is. And second, I have Francisco Lindor, um, whoever's breathing that hard. Thank you. And then first, <laughs> Amanda's I... sick. She apologizes. <laughs> I am sick again. Sorry, guys. 
Um, and then first Damn best kid. shortstop, I have Xander Bogarts, the most underrated player in baseball. If you look at his numbers over the last couple of years, they're obnoxious as hell, and he's stupid good. Damn. All right. Hey, got well, I, I, th- I thought we were going to have a, some dissent on this, but I have the same three, a little bit different order. Uh, number three, I have Trevor Story. I struggled with the number three spot. Like it, I felt like a, a bunch of guys had a good argument. Uh, for the number three spot, but Trevor Story, it just has progressively gotten better, and he has home run pop out of the shortstop position, which you don't really see, um, and that's not just the core's effect. That's just, like, across the board. So Trevor Story, number three. Number two, I have Xander Bogarts. I agree he's super underrated, and I have no problem, Ryan, you putting him number one because uh, he – should I can't remember if he ended up making the all-star team last year, but I know at the beginning he was left off, which was an absolute crime. Um, he absolutely is one of the most underrated people in baseball. And then number one, I have Lindor. Uh, I was just going off uh, like the tiebreaker for me is like who I would rather start a franchise with between those two. And I chose Lindor, but both very solid picks. Why well, we're boring tonight. Mine are exactly the same. <laughs> So that was my list. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's hard, you know, when you look Real at top three, cat. I guess. I know. Boring, boring. All right. Let's go catchers. Brian, um, what you got? Number three, Wilson Contreras. Oh, no. You know, he's good. Um, two, Grandal. One, the goat. Goat, real Muto. I have the exact same. <laughs> Nailing it. Wow. Well, catchers in... There's like three good catchers. It's a very weak position. There's only three, right? Exactly. Like, how did you pick anybody but those three? But mine were Contreras, Real Muto, Grandal, but whatever. You ever, huh? Interesting. Why why Grandal? Why Grandal over Real Muto? I don't know. I've just, I've got, I've got a feeling that Grandal's going to have a big year. I don't know why. It's just a hunch. That's why I'm feeling like, and I guess I'm, I'm picking a not based on past performance, but who do I think is going to be best in 2020? Right. Yeah, I'm doing the I'm same. Like right now, heading into 2020, how you see them. So, I'm fine with that. I think you're wrong, but I'm fine. <laughs> oh well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, first base. First base. Um, I'll go first, just so hopefully I don't have the same as Ryan. Number three again. <laughs> I, I kind of struggled with this. Um, a g- couple of guys that I thought could. Uh, uh, vie for that number three spot, but I w- ultimately went Paul Goldschmidt um, as he is still a gold glove caliber first baseman. He had a very down year last year, not denying that, but if you look at his entire career, his OPS has been well above 900 every single year. Um, he, up until last year, was like a perennial MVP candidate. Um, I think he bounces back this year and gets back to that caliber first base MVP type candidate we know. Uh, number two, I put Anthony Rizzo. Same reason, just a little bit better than Goldsman, plus um, impartial to the lefties. I like having that lefty bat. And number one should be pretty obvious, Freddie Freeman. Oh, talk about one of the most underrated players in baseball. I still think he's underrated. Um, if only he didn't play for the Braves, it'd be a lot better. But number one, Freddie Freeman. Got it. I like it. What do you got, Ryan? Um, number three, I got a surprise person here. He was an all-star last year in a six-war season. I got Max Muncy. Um, hmm. so again, boring. I think he's about, about to go <laughs> off. 
Um, and then number two, I got Pete Alonzo, one of the best rookie seasons the league has ever seen. You get the number two nod. Again, he is young. He's a lot like Max Muncy, ready to take off, and the new era of first baseman is coming in. And then number one, I mean, if it's not Freddie Freeman, you're wrong. Uh, Freddie Freeman, best first baseman in baseball. I agree. Freddie Freeman's definitely my number one. I think he's like the the Anthony Rendon of the first base position. He doesn't get for some for whatever reason he doesn't really get the kudos that he deserves. Right. And then I struggled. I almost put Alonzo on my list, but I went with Rizzo um, and Muncy instead. And and he was yeah. Alonzo was right up there, but I got Rizzo, Muncy, and Freeman. Yeah, I left Alonzo off just because I mean it's just the. Just sample enough, size we've only seen one year yeah exactly right exactly um and then muncie i debate on like i wasn't sure whether to put him at first base or second base because it seems like he always moves around the diamond there's a couple guys that we'll get to i'm sure that play multiple positions so it's kind of hard to pin them down at one position but i ultimately considered max muncie a second baseman i don't know why i mean but mm. whatever um so that's why i left him off my list well, speaking of second baseman, who do you got for second base? <laughs> oh, I left him on my second base list too. So I probably just <laughs> wow, uh, cool story, that. bro. <laughs> well, because number three, I was thinking about it and really thinking about it, and this guy's so criminally underrated that I had to put him on my list. Number three, DJ LeMahieu. I mean, this is, I wanted the Nats to sign him. Like the Yankees got him for so so cheap. He literally proved the Coors effect like a myth. I mean, there was he was never going to win MVP, but there was MVP chatter in a world without Mike Trout. Um, number two, I have the. I mean, talk about a lost career himself, uh, Whit Merrifield. Uh, he is awesome. I hope he gets out of Kansas City so he endures some success in his career, but. The dude is a machine, uh, Swiss Army knife, but holds down second base. And number one, I have Cattell Marte. Um, I, I know I just said I use the small body of work against um, Pete Alonso, but in this case, I think Cattell Marte had like a, a big coming out party last year. Uh, he had a great year, and I'm excited to see uh, his follow-up campaign this year. Um, but I left – I did leave out – I left all Astros off my list across the board because I just need to see them without cheating, to be honest. Yeah, I did the same thing. I didn't put a single Astro on my list because... Nerds. Oh, that's false. <laughs> I have one in my DH spot, but that's because he was a rookie oh, last crap. year. Oh, I didn't do DH. Damn oh, wow. Look at Amanda not because completing the, the assignment. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because the DH sucks and is an abomination upon You me. suck! So I left it off my list. <laughs> Boomer. All right, second base ride. What do you got? Uh, number three, I also have DJ LeMayu. Good year. He went from a hitter-friendly park to a hitter-friendly park, but he still put big numbers. <laughs> um, anytime you play for the Yankees and you do that, you're going to be in the MVP conversation. Number two, I have Jose Altuve. I do not care about the cheating thing. You cannot deny talent. Um, I'm also not a nerd yeah, like you um, And then number one, who no doubt is the best second baseman, and baseball is Cattell Marte. Um, I mean, I think he had like a, a war over seven last year. And then yeah, look absurd. at all of his numbers. And like, he's a second baseman with the OPS over 970. And second baseman, like the position's kind of forgotten, honestly. Just mm -hmm. like, no great talent. Um, but yeah, he's by far and away the best second baseman in baseball. 
Well, here we go with the boring again. So I've got, I put Albies as my number three, LeMayhew, and Cattell Marte. That's different, though. You had the Aussie Albies in there. Yeah, Albies I, I, I thought about him. I, I like, mean, it, it's, it's also kind of a weak position, not as weak as some other positions, but it's definitely top-heavy for sure. Ozzy Albies, like, he's definitely solid, but if I'm thinking, like, the best second baseman in the league, he just, I can think of a couple yeah. guys ahead of him. I just, That's my only thing. But like you said, there's not a ton of huge talent at second base. You don't, like, not a lot of guys just jump out at you. It's, at least they don't jump out at me. But there you go. At least that's somebody different on that list. That's true. Okay, how about third? <laughs> oh, here we go. Amanda, why don't you go first? I want to see. <laughs> All right. I've got Rendon, Bryant, and Arenado. One, two, three in that order? Three, two, one in that order. Oh, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> so Rendon third, Bryant second, Arenado first. Oh, well, I mean, I have the same three different order. Arenado one, Rendon two, Bryant three. Yeah, I can certainly see that. I struggled with where to put which one. Again, I went back to who do I expect to have a bigger year. And I, I think, think Bryant Rendon... is playing with a chip on his shoulder right now because he's pissed off about the service time games oh, that they played. Agreed, but I also think Rendon has an insanely good year this year, unfortunately. I don't want to think about it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I know that Brian. guy is. Um, number three, I got Matt Chapman. He is the best defensive player in the world. I, I um, wanted to put him on my league or in my my list. Also, his numbers are absolutely great. Um, he is the third best third baseman in the baseball. Second, I got Alex Bregman. Guy's a douche. Don't care, but he's a great player. Um, it's the top two at this position, and then everyone else. And then number one, Nolan Arenado. Another great wasted talent in baseball. Like all these people are like, man, baseball needs a Patrick Mahomes. They have them. They're just rotting on these god awful teams. And that is <laughs> yep. Nolan Arenado, who already is a Hall of Famer. All right. I get. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he certainly has like the defensive side or the defensive numbers on his side. I was only thinking just because he's so young still. But, yeah, he probably is a Hall of Famer if he retired today. It's, it yeah, would it's certainly be close. Debate. Yeah. But, interesting. So that's going to bother me. Now I'm going to have to, like, think about that and see if I agree or not. Oh, man. Um, yeah, now you have to think of the counter-argument. <laughs> exactly. Do we want to do – so do we want to oh, do left do... field? Left field or right field Let's first? Let's do right field. Okay. Let's do right field. Best, All right, Nick, you go first. Best position in baseball, um, which makes me so mad that Adam Eaton is our right fielder because he's like the 22nd best right fielder in baseball. <laughs> oh, he's got to be number one on everybody's list, right? Everybody's favorite Nat. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him so much. Um, this was tough, and I don't think you can have necessarily a wrong answer, but uh, – I'm sure Amanda will try. Uh, number one, uh, I'll do number. Actually, I'll back up. I'll do what number three. What a jerk. <laughs> number three, I have Aaron Judge. Uh, injuries have kind of derailed him, but I still think <clears throat> we haven't seen the best of him yet. Dude has unreal power, and he has a plus glove that people kind of forget about. Um, so I'm excited to see. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. Number two. Uh, dude has been insane. Poor Marlins for getting absolutely nothing for him. Christian Yelich, um, 
I, I dude is like a five tool player. He's insane. I, I don't know what else you can really say about him. And number one, uh, my favorite player, Mookie Betts. Uh, like a little bit of a down year, but it's still a very solid year this past year. But he was literally better than Mike Trout two years ago, which is very, very, very hard to do. <laughs> so yeah, that's high praise uh, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think. I mean, wherever he gets traded, because he will get traded by all reports, he's going to have a big-time year, especially in his walk year, and he is going to get paid. Mookie Betts, number yes, one. Yes, he is. All right. Um, you want to go next, Ryan, or want me to go? Uh, you can go. All right, so I thought about Judge, and I, I put Acuna on here instead. Oh, I had him as center field. But I have him as right fielder. Oh. Yeah, he's one of those where I, I saw him listed. You know, he's kind of on both positions. Oh, yeah, he's so both. That, right that's fine. Bit. That's fine. So I put him in, in, ahead of Judge just because I feel like, again, I'm thinking about what's going to happen next year, and I feel like Acuna is going to have a monster year as much as I hate to say it. Um, and I've yeah. got Yelich and Betts, but flipped around. I've got Betts number two and Yelich number one. I think Yelich is going to have a crazy good year this year. Yeah. I mean, he would have put one MVP had he stayed healthy the last three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. If he hadn't been, if he hadn't gotten injured, I think he would have been for sure the MVP. Right. And I don't know if the Nats would have won the wild card game if he had been in right field. <laughs> <laughs> so you're throwing him a bone here? Yeah, exactly. Thanks, thanks for the knee injury. <laughs> Thank you, baseball gods. Yeah. So, All right, but, Ryan, what do you got? Oh, I was just going to say. Back to Acuna. Some people have him ahead of uh, Trout heading into this year, which I think is dumb. But ahead of ahead of Trout. Yes. What? I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't agree stupid. with it. I don't agree with it. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, some people are dumb. Some people are very dumb. Um, number three, no, no idea what to classify this guy as, but MLB Network has him as right fielder, so I do too. Um, Ronald Acuna. Um, again, he is the new era baseball players that I started talking about earlier. Um, he's got stupid talent, 40-40 uh, guy. Second, I do have Christian Yelich. Um, I can't put him number one yet. His last two years have been absolutely stupid. But the number one guy is probably the second best player in baseball. Um, and, that is, <laughs> and that is Adam Eaton. No, um, that's Mookie Betts. Uh, he, he's gonna, I will he's put him on my list forward. just to watch Ryan's head explode. Oh, my God. Let's quit the show and never come back on again. <laughs> but, no, I mean, Mookie You can hold my Chili's bucks. <laughs> <laughs> the dude's going to get paid. I'm excited for it. Hey. He's so good. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's it's going to be fun to see what winds up happening with Betts. It's going to be awesome to watch. There's a chance. I mean, I don't think it will, but he's going to get pretty close to Trout money just because he's hitting the open market. And yeah. whereas Trout was I an would... extension. I mean, Trout will all forever I be underpaid. I don't think anybody's, yeah. And nobody's going to get right. Trout money, I don't think, even as an open market player. Yeah, well, speaking so of we'll Trout, see. let's do center field next. And if anybody doesn't have Trout as their number one center fielder, they're dumb. And I don't want to hear their list. So he both better have Trout as your number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, number three, I have Ronald Acuna on mine. Um, I mean, I, dude is insane. Nats could have had him. They didn't. Very dumb. Oh, um, so sad. It hurts me in my but, soul. Yeah. It, instead, they chose Victor freaking Robles with the lowest uh, exit velo in the league. Even worse than Steven Strasburg. 
Um, but <laughs> alas, water on the bridge, I guess. Number three, Ronald Acuna. Um, I number two, I have Cody Bellinger, um, only because of how good of a defensive center fielder he is. Like he really covers some ground, has a great glove, um, and obviously his offensive numbers aren't too shabby either. He definitely tailed off uh, later in the season this past year, but I think this year will be, as at least from an offensive standpoint, even better. So number two, and then obviously number one, Mike Trout. Yeah, so there's the two, and then there's everybody else. <laughs> yeah. um, so number three, I have George Springer. Again, can't deny talent. Um and then a very, very, very large gap. It's Cody Bellinger. Um, he's so young and he's so good. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does. Um, he's kind of likable he, too. Yeah. Like I like mean, he's not yeah. A dude. I hate the Dodgers so much that I don't want to like him, but it's hard not to. He is likable. See, like I don't even even really hate the Dodgers, but like. Yeah. Can I sidebar? Um, the Dodgers have the best uniforms in baseball. Ooh, like it, I, I, like, a, I like them. It's a classic script. Wow. Their hats look good in like just the LA is just it's classic. But the best part about the jerseys, obviously, that the blue script, that red number, man, makes it pop. Very jealous. When you were there watching them lose Game Five of the NLDS to the Nats, were they as good in person as they look on TV? Yes, they were even better. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet they were. I bet everything looked great that night. <laughs> Especially Everything the was- especially the nice view of all the cars leaving during the the ninth inning. Oh but, yeah, yeah. All, the, all seeing all the tail lights. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, pretty yeah. great. Yep. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> sounds fantastic. Well, I can't stand the Dodgers, but I do think Cody Bellinger belongs on the list for sure. He's my number two as well. Wait, who's your number Gotta three? Gotta be number. Well, uh, I went with Loriano. I don't mind that. It's a certainly a dark horse in his offensive numbers. I mean, like Ryan said, there's a huge gap between one and two, and then the next guy. Right. There's Trout so. and Bellinger, and then everybody else. And I would have gone George Springer, but f those guys. No, <laughs> gets on my list, so he doesn't get to be on my list. He should be third, but he's not on my list. I'm sure. I'm sure it really hurts his feelings, and he's really concerned. Yeah, about you got him there. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know Take how he's that, George Springer. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to recover. Oh, number you right. should have done number three, Chris Bryant, because he's a better center fielder than uh, Victor Robles. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, Robles isn't on my list, so. Well, that's all right. A good who do reason. we have left here? Um, left, left field. God, left field is the worst position it's in the baseball. Weakest, like there. The three people who are nominated for the Gold Glove left field were the only people that qualified because the position is <laughs> yep. that bad. Um, my top three, I got Tommy Fama third. Like, he's good, but he should not be a top three in position. Like, it's so <laughs> pathetic. Um, and then there are two good players here. Michael Brantley, who I really love. I wanted the Nats to sign for the Astros did. And then um, some guy plays left field for the Nats. Some guy. Yeah, Adam he's Eaton. my number one. Oh, Adam Eaton again. So, just because left field was so bad outside of Soto, who is my number one, I kind of just, like, again, 
like projected this season, uh, assuming they stay healthy. So number three, I have Austin Meadows. Dude was on a tear last year and then got hurt for basically the entire season, rest of the season. And then I have him when in he my came back. TH. Yeah. Oh, that's true. He was a DH, but uh, the side I used had him as left fielder, and I needed a left fielder. And I wanted to talk about someone different, so I went Austin Meadows. Uh, number two, I went Giancarlo Stanton, who, again, is probably uh, can be classified mm. as a DH, but they're talking about playing him in the outfield more, and obviously you have Aaron Judge in right, so that pull, uh, puts Giancarlo Stanton in left. Dude, I mean, he's still like – very athletic. He's capable of playing the outfield. That Yankees were just so stacked that he was relegated almost to a DH spot. He's still an MVP caliber player. Just needs to stay healthy. Dude rakes. So I'm excited to see him back in action. And then, like I said, number one Juan Soto. All right. Well, I've got number one Juan Soto as well. So I went with uh, Tommy Pham as well. Because like I said, there's not a lot of good choices. And then I went Jock Peterson. For my number three. Jock, why you want know. the Dodger after you said you hate I the know. Dodgers? What well, a I was hypocrite. Put Brantley, but F those guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brantley would have been my number four, but I just wanted to switch yeah. it up a little bit. Brantley would have probably been my number two, but I'm not. No, 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 he's still out. <laughs> Hashtag F those guys. <laughs> so, I'm pretty pissed about the Astros, in case anyone can't tell. Yeah. All right, what do we uh, have left? Let's do relief pitcher because I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same ones. Yeah, there's only three good uh, relief pitchers. Yeah, I tried to make arguments for number three, and I couldn't find any. Yeah, it's it's literally just it's Chapman, Yates, and Hayter. You can put them in any order you want, but those are the only three elite relievers. Yeah, that's my three, two, one in that order. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I figured that one was quick. Like I tried to argue against Chapman, but like he actually has good numbers still. So. And I don't want to, didn't want to put Hater on my list because that guy sucks. Like personally, as a human, sucks. But he's awfully good at throwing a baseball. So no, it's the same thing. Why you put Christian Elias number one? Like we had to thank him for his service in the Nationals 2019 World Series. Exactly. Run. So we'll throw throw him a bone, put him at number one. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, how about starters? All right, this is my favorite one. I think we're gonna get some dissent. Do you want to go three across the board? Three, two, one across the board. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, number three, Ryan. Who you got? Uh, excuse me, I was muted. My number three is Justin Verlander, the reigning Cy Young. Um, dude just really hasn't lost a step. His numbers are continually good, which is why he is my number three. Interesting. Next. Uh, he was my number four. Um, number three is the guy who I think is going to win the Cy Young. I mean, spoiler alert, we'll get to that episode later on in the offseason before opening day. But number three, I have Walker Bueller. I think he is going to uh, I got him at four. dominate this year. Absolutely dominate, and the, the torch will be passed from Kershaw to Bueller. Mm, I like it. I had Verlander as my number four as well. I've got Garrett Cole in number three. Yeah, I mean, I, I the, wanted to put so him higher, but I've got two guys I think are going to be better than him. So I'm mm, what the <laughs> did you, well, you don't know me, Ryan. You don't know me. <laughs> uh, while we're on that point, did you see that Shredder list today that had Patrick Corbin better than Steven Strasburg? Yes, what they, the hell? Well, the Shredder is the worst like algorithm of all time, but also they're like... That's a terrible list. Uh, they're like, we need a lefty. Just throw the guy who won the, the award for the best lefty last year. 
Like the no shutter is terrible. And I hate when people get so mad about it because it's such a stupid algorithm. Yeah. Well, that's its whole point is to make people mad because then people talk about it. So exactly. Yeah. There you go. All right, number two, Ryan, who you got? Uh, Garrett Cole. I wanted to put him number one, but I couldn't. Um, the year he had was absolutely stupid. And if he has that year or close to that year in the Yankees, he is going to finish top three in MVP just because that's how things work when you're on the Yankees. But his year was so stupid, and he's the second-best pitcher in baseball. All right. So I think I might have said Verlander was my number four. Verlander would have been my number five. Garrett Cole was my number four. Um, I just I need to see him be able to pitch in New York first because I we've seen plenty of good pitchers go to New York and struggle. Um, so I just going into 2020, like he's still obviously an elite pitcher, but not on my top three. Number two, I think it, it's against everything I stand for, but I think Max Scherzer is still the second best pitcher in baseball. Like he has shown no signs of slowing down. Um, if he can just stay healthy, which he's been able to for the most part, he's going to be a dominant Cy Young contender every single year. And I think this year is probably the last good year we see of Max Scherzer. Well, I think his his uh, huge contract has been worth every penny and more, and I love oh, that guy. He's my favorite national. I absolutely love Max Scherzer, but he's not on my list. Wow. Uh, my number two is Strasburg. Oh, I think what? last year... Last year was his coming out party. I think he is going to be fantastic this year. I am so excited. If he stays healthy, and that's the thing about Max, I don't think he can stay healthy at this point. I think that yeah, that's over, fair. The, over the course of the year, he's going to miss some time. But I've got big hopes for Strauss this year. Okay. I okay. wanted to put Strauss on my list so badly, but I figured it's best to leave him off because he's my favorite player, and I didn't, I didn't want to jinx him like and that, he, put too much pressure on and, him. You can't be you can't be unbiased and objective about him. Strauss is bold. That is a bold move. Well, you know, I I think I, I have like it though. Admirable in my leaving uh, Nats off of these lists because you know how much of a homer I am. Because they don't have so, very many good players anymore. <laughs> you know what? You shut your mouth. <laughs> if you have nothing nice to say, just don't say anything at all. Okay. Realistic. All right, let's, let's do our number one. Um, uh, for if it's starters. not Jacob DeGrom, your list is wrong. He is by far and away the best pitcher in baseball. Um, just looking at his career work, it's absolutely stupid. His worst year, he had a 3-5 ERA, and that is almost a full run better than league average, and that was his worst year ever. Um, absolutely terrible this year, only a 2-4 ERA. Bold prediction, he has another year with the ERA under 2 this year. Under two? All right. Under two again for the second time in his career. Under Jesus. Two. Uh, he had a year at one that. seven like last year. Uh, last year. I don't know. No, I know. He's but my I'm number one, but I don't think he's going to be under two. I think that's a that's a big ask. He will do it again. All right. All right, Mets fan. <laughs> Whatever yeah. you say. Is there anyone who regrets <laughs> signing a contract last year more than Jacob DeGrom? God, the money that man could get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, he would laugh at Garrett Cole. So I assume we all have DeGrom? Yes, definitely DeGrom. Okay. There's no argument right. against it. Yeah, okay. So what's left? Um, DH, and that's not a real position, so we can just um, go on the, the most important position. 
<laughs> yep. Well, I get don't on board, Amanda, because I refuse to participate. So you guys can do that well, by yourself. Get on board, or you're getting left behind. Yeah, the future Love is it. now, old man. Um. <laughs> okay, it clearly right. doesn't well, lock do in the middle. Uh, I know, no. I got it. I got it. Uh, I mean, list is pretty boring, but number three, Nelson Cruz. Number two, I have Jordan Alvarez. It's the only Astro I included. I think he. And then number one, uh, JD Martinez. That was my list. <laughs> wow, so glad we took time on that. That was so cool and awesome. You know anyway. what? Yeah, step well, outside. I'm so excited. I can't wait to watch a pitcher stand the batter's box and do absolutely nothing again. It is so for me 400 times. 400 times a year. Riveting. That is yeah, exactly I, what new fans want. That is going. That is the future of baseball. Young kids. You know what? Let me. Throw, you want to know what I say about new fans? F those guys too. You know what? Those yeah, of us who okay, love baseball well, can love it just the be, way it is. When our well, podcast doesn't die with you. in three years, when the sport's dead, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure while it's making record revenue, while it still has no DH in the National League, that the baseball, the, the sport is just going to die if they don't bring the designated hitter to the National League. Amen. Uh, ratings don't lie. She said it. She said it. Yeah. I'm going to take, like, splice out. Isolate that and take it out of that. context. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Learn that from politics. All right. All right, guys, we are about to um, introduce our next interview. I think you all are going to be Big really excited news. about it. Big I know massive we are news. really excited Big about news. it. We are going to be joined by Ryan Harper, the newest member of the Nationals, um, relief pitcher. If you haven't read up on him, please do so. There's lots of news articles. He's the from best he Harper to play week. for the Nats. <laughs> Shots fired. So without further ado, here is the interview. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are welcoming to the show Ryan Harper, uh, the newest member of the Washington Nationals. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're all excited that you're uh, coming to D.C. So how did you find out about the trade and um, or the, the signing and, and kind of what was your reaction to coming to the World Series champs? Um, I'm really excited, too. Um, no, I, um, I knew a trade was likely coming after talking to my agent and whatnot. I didn't know which team or which day it would be, but after I was um, DFA'd with the Twins to make room for Donaldson, he had a feeling that there would be interest, and I was, um, I was hopeful as well. So I guess five days later I received a call um, from just people with the Twins kind of telling me what happened, and my agent called me telling me what happened. Then soon after uh, – the what Nationals front office called and let me know, and I was ecstatic. I mean, you guys just won the World Series last year, and now I'm a part of it. I'm excited, and hopefully, I can help contribute to another one. But um, I'm I'm looking forward to going down to spring. I leave here in a few days, and it's going to be good. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you gotten? I know you just got the news uh, not too long ago, but have you gotten a chance to connect with anyone on the team yet? Um. It's players? No, I didn't know any of the players. Um, I uh, I went to I went to the same college as Sean Kelly, and he was with you guys for like two and a half, three years. So I know him, and he uh, I actually talked to him this past weekend. Some, so he knows some of the guys. So he has a in with the organization a little bit, but none of the guys that are there right now know. 
Uh, hopefully he said good things because the way he uh, the way he left the Nats was, wasn't on the best of terms. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But uh, no, he, he loved the Nats. He's a he's a big fan. He was really pumped for me to be coming there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. <laughs> so you're definitely gonna wear number thirty four, right? Like, I mean, you got to. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. I'm not that guy. <laughs> That would uh, that would be funny if I uh, if I did, but there's there's no chance I'll do that. That's 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 a lot of attention that I don't really want. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's definitely inviting uh-huh. uh, a lot of a lot of stuff. That was sort of what blew up on Nat's Twitter right after they traded for you. There were a lot of uh-huh. Nat no, I thought too. I was getting, I was getting yeah. tagged in a bunch of stuff on Twitter, Instagram, and I'm like, I can't do this, guys. Come on. I mean, just think of all the the fans in the uh, like how they'll be able to wear their jerseys again. <laughs> you put new life into their jerseys. I uh, know, I know. It's been funny. They can they can paint over it. <laughs> but, there you go. I, uh, there you go. Uh huh. No, they. Um, I'm any number I get, I'll be happy with. I just hope that I can go and uh, make the team and be a part of it and just feel comfortable and make myself welcome with the guys. Yeah, well, we're real excited to have you have you come in. I mean, you know, sort of they were famously not so great at the beginning of last season, and the, the bullpen struggles were a big part of that. So as fans and uh, people who follow the team closely, everybody seems real excited to have all the new additions to the bullpen. And uh, so what are your thoughts about what, you know, your what role are you expecting? Have, has the team given you any indication of sort of what to expect? No, no role. Um, I mean, they haven't talked to me and told me yet, like a role or anything. But I mean, I know that they were. I can kind of do anything. I have experience with kind of all aspects of relief in my um in my career. So I'm kind of good to go in and do anything. And I think it helps that um I uh I feel like I've um am good against lefties, and I, that I think that helps too. As far as you having to leave in a pitcher now for at least three hitters unless the inning ends. So I think that bodes well for me. But as far as my role, no, I'm sure stuff like that will be coming up in spring training and see how it goes. I mean, I'm sure we'll have a lot of guys there competing. And um, I'm just trying to go down there and make the team. So whatever they ask of me, I will, I can do. Yeah, I mean, we definitely – well, it was better down the stretch for sure, but definitely could use the bullpen help. So all are welcome. Oh, yeah, they definitely um, better down the stretch. They won the World Series, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't really ask for more than that, I guess. Yeah, right? that, that's true. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, one thing I'm always fascinated with uh, with players in, in, in general is, like, how long or what their experience is like in the minors. And you have a little bit different – of a road to the show. Um, I was just kind of reading up on your career and whatnot. Was it eight years in the minors and you finally broke camp with the twins last year and then made it, um, made it with the team. So what was your time like with the minors and what kind of kept you going? Cause I know it's gotta be like a long grueling process dealing with the bus and the travel and all that stuff. Um, well, um, not many people know, but I got called up by Seattle for three days in 2007. I did read however, that, however, actually. Yes. No, 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 I didn't get the pitch then, so that, that was uh, unfortunate. <laughs> but um, I got a little cup of coffee then. So it actually, even though I didn't pitch, it was kind of a good like little mentality wake-up for when I did finally get the opportunity and I broke last spring. I wasn't – obviously, you feel like the, the butterflies of it, but the nerves weren't really there as much. It was like, all right, I kind of been there and seen, uh, seen it a little bit. And also the – the twins, I mean, they made me feel comfortable from the very beginning. They were great, and I'm thankful for everything they did for me in that. But I, uh, I, I 
the eight years in the minor leagues, I mean, it was, you're right, sometimes it was a grind, but you, um, you develop a lot of relationships with a lot of good guys, and that makes it fun. I mean, especially, obviously now, I'm, like, I'm getting older, it'd be harder to play in minor league, keeping that grind going. Um, mm-hmm. But early on, like, you're just getting out of college, you're just, you're having fun with a lot of the guys, traveling, doing bus trips, and so we had a big time. I developed a lot of relationships that I'll uh, cherish forever, and that, that kept you going. At the end of the day, you're still getting to go out there and play baseball, Right. But obviously, I would have liked to have made the major leagues eight years earlier. But that's uh, that's how it happened. That was my journey. That was my path. That's awesome. Um, and then when you did get called up, what's it like making your major league debut? Um, what's going through your mind when you stepped on that mound for the first time? Um, it was like a. I mean, it was obviously it was different. Especially you know it's your first time, and you know like you got honest. I mean, even more so than the fans at the game, you got more people probably on TV watching as far as you individually, um, your family and friends back home who have been watching you try to, um, get to this goal for such a long time. So you're aware of all that, but you just kind of, you got to tone out the noise. I got new, just jogging from the bullpen was fine, but jogging from the mound or to, from the bullpen to the mound, that's when you kind of really feel it. And you just got to tell yourself, man, this is awesome. I did it. I'm out here. So I can't worry about the, the crap going on around me, I got to just focus on what I've, what's gotten me here. And that's, uh, that got me to the first one. And that got me off to a good start and having a, and ultimately having a good year with uh, Minnesota last year. You just, you can't worry about the noise around you. It's just, at the end of the day, it's you and the hitter, what you've done since you started playing the game. Just go out there and attack and compete. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, that's great. It's, uh, we're really excited to see, you know, you had a really good year last year with the twins and like we just talked about the bullpen here certainly could use some help. So hopefully you've got a big year coming. So I've got one question for you. I love to always, uh, see what players feel. Who is your favorite player growing up and, and kind of if, if they're still around in the league, um, is, is there anybody that you kind of got into the big leagues and you're like, I can't believe I'm playing against this guy. Um, nobody that I've played against them. Um, I was more of a fan and uh, when I was, like, a kid and, like, up until – honestly, when I got drafted, I really stopped being a huge fan of it because, I mean, you play as many games as you do. You go home. You don't really care to keep up with it as much because you're hoping mm-hmm. that you and your teammates can make the team you're on. You kind of – I don't really want to go home and watch other baseball games afterwards. That's just me. A lot of guys are different. Some guys still do it. Um, but my favorite players, like, growing up um, – I'm, this is obviously different now. I'm with the Nationals, so I'm not a Braves fan anymore. Haven't been for a while, but um, but I grew up a big Braves fan. So um, I w- I went out of my way to uh, watch Chipper Jones, and I loved watching Greg Maddox. Those are my two guys there. And uh, also, I'm from Tennessee. We were close to, um, I mean, St. Louis is like Clark was right in the middle of St. Louis and Atlanta. So I went to a lot of Cardinal games growing up too to watch McGuire. So those are probably the three that I was like the most excited to watch from McGuire, Chipper, and Maddox. So those are good ones. But don't worry, I'm not a brace fan anymore. You're okay. <laughs> I, thankfully, I was gonna I was gonna address that because we had to make sure we're on the same page. But I'm excited for you. I mean, are you excited to get the pit, uh, chance to pitch against a team that that drafted you? Um, I got to pitch against them last year. Um, oh, you I did. Against them in um, in Minneapolis. Yes. I um we actually well I gave up a run to them, but we ended up winning the game in a walk off. Oh, but I wanted matters. to be more perfect. I look forward to doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You'll get a You'll lot more chances here in D.C. <laughs> oh, I know. Six six different times. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, six we are certainly happy series, to have you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Six different series. So hopefully more uh, than one appearance per. 
So, uh, yeah, so we're just happy to have you and really appreciate your time. I know you don't have a ton of time, so we're going to let you run. But, um, yeah, hopefully this will be the first of uh, plenty of times we'll get a chance to talk to you. And welcome to D.C. All right, thank you. You guys were great, and uh, thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate everything, and I'm excited to be there. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Take hey, care. Bye-bye. All right, so that was the newest national, Ryan Harper, joining Half Street High Heat. We are uh, happy to have him. Hopefully we will get a chance to talk to him many times through the season. Oof, that was electric. I mean... First player interview. How are we guys? How how are we feeling? How are we feeling? My heart was pounding. Yeah, I mean, oh. I caught my. I, I was like, I I stuttered, and then I caught. I knew I was stuttering, and then I stuttered more. So, <laughs> like, whoo! Why are my hands so sweaty? Oh, that was awesome. He sounds. He seems like a really nice dude. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm excited very to have him. I think. He, yeah. Yep, I like how he went out of his way to point out that he's not a Braves fan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing it, he's like doing my first Nationals podcast. I got to make sure they, they don't. Yep. they don't think that. Yeah, he was awesome. Talking so, right to our listeners. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, kind of a cop out that he's not wearing number thirty-four, but whatever. We won't hold it, it against him. Yeah, I can understand why he wouldn't want to deal with all that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of luggage on that with the Mets. So would, uh, why? What happened? <laughs> Did, was there is something happened? <laughs> yeah, that's the first Harper's ever been for this franchise, isn't it? Uh no, yeah. Brian the only one Harper. I can remember. Brian, Brian, you know, Brian Harper. We had a minor leaguer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All right, let's do our Twitter questions, which we have a whole bunch of t- this week. Um all right, wow. Okay, we have we'll start with at Finch960, who says, will there be games watched at Chili's this season with the podcast host? That is a um, great question, and I say yes, we should do that. Yes, but no one else will be invited. Yeah, <laughs> We will re- go to Chili's <clears throat> by ourselves. We're reserving the entire Chili's for ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> And we'll live tweet it so you guys can see that we're there, but you're not invited. Yeah, yeah. and then we have chilling. our booth. We have our booth, which is actually a table, but it, we call it a booth because that sounds cooler. Um, and we will be there yeah. eventually at some point. Without letting so, you guys know. Yes. To answer your question seriously, we are planning at some point to do some games where we'll be there and can have listeners come in and join us. It's going to be awesome. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. Yeah. All right. That'd be Steve awesome for Wagner. the listeners. I know, right? At B. Wagner says, will Half Street reopen by April? What are some good strategies getting to the ballpark? I usually drive to Lot W and walk. The, the, How do you all the- usually go? The half street question's a good question because um, the apartment buildings right there, the company that owns one of them is getting sued a lot. It's very close to going under. So who, who knows if that street's ever going to open again? Um, I was in Navy Yard over the weekend, and it's like a little strip. I like to think it's open Slight by flex. open day. But um, getting to the park, I like 295 because you avoid the 395 traffic. And you can either get off at the Navy Yard exit or get off and take the Anacostia Bridge near behind the stadium. You can avoid traffic. And then you can also get out that way real quick and then just loop back around if you got to go anywhere else. 295, the best way to get to the ballpark. Yeah, Amanda comes in uh, via horse-drawn carriage and camelback and carrier pigeon. Um, (laughs) So because she lives way, way out there. So, it is a long drive. 
Yeah. It's a yeah, long it's drive. A, it's a true story. Over the moat where the dragon lives. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, I usually drive in because I I know that it's convenient to come off the metro, but it's just probably quicker to fly if, considering how far you are. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, if there's no traffic at all, it takes me about an hour and twenty minutes Oof. to get into the ballpark, and there's never no traffic. So. I, I almost always just drive in, sit through the traffic. There's a place I like to park that if you come in, it's, it's along the third baseline, and it's directly across from the third base gate. The little rock There's lot? A little, yeah, a little rock lot right yeah, there. Yeah, unless you have like and a I like that place. <laughs> yeah, I always bring my, my car is a small SUV, so I usually bring that down. I don't have, we don't bring the big car that we haul all the kids around in. We just take my small commuter car. But, um, I like that spot. It's easy to get in and out of. You have to kind of walk up to the corner to go across the street to get, you know, because they have all those gates up to keep people from crossing the street in the wrong place. But that's my favorite place to park. I met Sometimes I park at so the yard I'm, if I feel like spending a lot of money, yeah. but usually I try to find somewhere cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I'm Metro. I'm cheap, so yeah. I'm useless on this. <laughs> if I lived within an hour of a Metro stop, I might consider it. Yeah, you don't live within an hour of anything. That's not true. There's like a Walmart. <laughs> the Walgreens. There, there is. There's a Walmart two, that invaded your, Walgreens your small today. town that put all the other <laughs> small businesses out of business. Maybe. I don't know. I've It's been here longer than I have, so maybe that happened, but I don't know. Winchester's not as small as you think. It's far away, but it's not that small of a town, actually. But it is hella far from... That's Park, unfortunately. In West Virginia. Google it. I could, like, throw a rock and hit West Virginia. That sounds miserable. God, imagine being close to West Virginia. Imagine. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, if we're through insulting the place I live, we can move on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, another one from at Finch960. Is any, re any response to, to Monty's publicist? statement from last week. Who? I thought you responded online. Um, my lawyer has advised me not to speak on the record, but all I can say is uh, the transcripts have been released on Twitter. So if you like to inform yourself properly, go check the Half Street High Heat Twitter at Half Street High Heat um, and you will find the truth. The truth will, truth will set you free. The truth is out there. Yes. According to yeah. my lawyer. Out there on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Next one is from Monty, who says, um, Baby Nut, Baby Yoda, or Baby Groot? You can only save one. I would turn Baby Nut into peanut butter if it meant that Baby Yoda could live. Baby yeah. Baby Nut's an abomination. Let's be real. Baby Nut, it ain't working. Like, what, that ain't what? it, Chief. I like I no. I know they had to change their whole marketing plan. Um, they like said they changed it when Kobe died, so I don't really know if that weird dolphin thing was part of it. But they literally just ruined the cute baby. Yeah, what the hell trend. was that? Uh, I was uncomfortable. I was eating, and I almost lost my appetite. Um, I was very upset about that commercial. Did and have you guys ever seen Hudson Hawk? You ever seen that movie? That's what it reminds the Hudson me. Hornet. No, Hudson Hawk. It's an old uh, Bruce Willis movie. Hudson Hornet from 80s. Cars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? We just had a generational gap moment right now. <laughs> That's what just happened. No, you Hudson can Hawk add is an awesome. Ryan and Ryan and Mai's age it's together, a, and we're not Amanda's age. 
Oh. Wow, you know what? You're about to get your ass whooped. That's fighting words. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, Hudson Hawk is an awesome Bruce Willis movie from when he still had hair, so maybe you should go check it out, youngsters. They're from the 70s? Um, he probably had hair in the 70s, but I wasn't alive for most of the 70s, so I'll have to, I'd have to look up the, I'd have to look it up. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I haven't seen The Mandalorian, so baby, I only know Baby Yoda from the memes online. That's the memes are great, though. Yeah, the memes are great. But I would go Baby Groot, because I love the Guardians of the Galaxy Groot. movies, so if I yeah. had to save one, it would be Groot. I'm cool with that. Baby Groot's the, I was going to say something, but Baby Groot's awesome, but I mean, Baby Yoda, it's Baby Yoda, come on. Yeah, I would Be burn Baby Groot to keep Baby uh, Yoda alive. And I'm, I saw that tweet too, Ryan. God, so funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Turn them into wow. a you, just want to do, you don't want to just only save Baby Yoda. You want to do violence upon the other babies. <laughs> no, he's pulling a Soto season and stealing other people's tweets. Yeah. Um, and oh, then I de see. denies it uh, when everyone calls him out for it. <laughs> he okay. listens to this, so I'm excited for his tweet when he hears this. Yeah, can't wait for him to crash his car <laughs> when he speaks out his to drink. that. <laughs> yes. Oh, I saw those tweets last week. Okay, anyway, we're moving on. Um, this is going off the rails. Okay, at the rally mullet says, thoughts on the halftime show? I forgot there was a football game going on. <laughs> I love how they, like, played football around a concert. It was awesome. Yeah, that was I, – I did not know Jennifer Lopez had songs until this i was so confused about the halftime show um but no that was remarkable i, was I thought very... it was astronomically better than uh <laughs> wow. than most other halftime shows it was astronomically better than yeah. i've ever seen uh but let me it's good as it gets <laughs> You didn't get see so you get all the laughs for your I love jokes, but I say but let me interject and nobody even laughs. That's cool. I see. Oh, I didn't hear are. that. I'm that's so fine. sorry. Eh. I also yeah, thought Shakira fine. was sixty. I'm very surprised when I saw that. <laughs> so um, I thought I'm I, you know I'm not a big fan of either of them generally like music wise. I thought all of Shakira's music sort of sounds the same, um, but of course the music wasn't really the focus of the show. And uh, my favorite thing about the show that I saw was. A, it was a shot of Jennifer Lopez on the on the pole, and it said, "When you're 50," and it said, "When you're 50, but the student loans still hurting you." <laughs> and it cracked me the hell up. So I thought that was the funniest take I saw. Yeah, work for it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. At Ryan McGill, 31 says, "What chain food brand would you want in Nats Park not named Chili's?" It was smart of him to say that Chili's wasn't an option because that would have obviously been the answer. Mm, that's tough. Mm. See, I'm addicted mm. to Chipotle, so like I, I want to say Chipotle. It's oh my god, so good. But I already eat it so many times a week, so I can't go Chipotle. So I'm gonna say IHOP. Oh, <laughs> that's actually like, a very power choice. <laughs> IHOP to go, or like oh, IHOP Express. Sorry, I'm coughing, so I had to mute myself for a second. Um, I I like the IHOP idea, but I don't feel like pancakes and syrup translate well to sitting in your seat at a baseball game. Well, that's what so you I'm think. Gonna, 
I'm going to go with Red Neither Robin because their fries are phenomenal. I love Red Robin fries. And Yum. they have this sandwich there that I love that's like, I think they call it a four cheese melt or something, but it's basically a grilled cheese sandwich. But they take one side of it and they put a piece of cheese on the outside and then they put it down until it like gets all crunchy and delicious on the other side. So you have like a grilled cheese sandwich that has cheese on the outside of one side of it with fries. Red and I can definitely Robin. see Yum. Well you were just waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my if I had to choose uh, one chain, it would be don't red think red. I've ever had had red robin before my life. I had it for like the second time. I had it once when I was like eight, but I had it for the second time a couple months ago. It's pretty good. Yeah, they've got a lot of good stuff, and their onion rings are really, really. Yeah, good. I, I got the onion good. ring tower. That thing was nice. Yeah, I like eating they get a the really fried good part crunch of the onion ring and not the onion. I just like the ring. Uh, you're so oh, white. Oh, that's awesome! I hate no, onions. I do the same thing. I, I you're white too. I like onions. <laughs> I like onions, but I don't like they're all slimy inside. So I always pull them out like a child and eat the yes, part on the same. outside. And that's what oh I'm my god, it's like a thousand calories and just straight fried uh, bread. Oh, I don't it's even know what to call so it. good. Well, then you should try the ones at Red Robin because they have a really thick, crunchy breading, and it's seasoned with the yummy Red Robin seasoning, and it is super good. Or we should get Arby's in there and just have a bunch of, like, meat sandwiches. <laughs> oh, and the curly fries are good at Arby's. Oh, they are good? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really want, like, a hibachi place. I love Ooh. hibachi places where they cook in front of you. Easily but one of my favorite things. is there a chain things. that you could huh. put in there, like a hibachi chain? But also, Wait, yes. I mean, that's cool um, and everything. Shoot. There's one in the mall near me. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't – I mean, pick a chain. It could be any one of them, but I'm going to go with Maggiano's because the company that owns Maggiano's uh, also owns Chili's. So <laughs> bringing it full circle. Yep. I have to say, I don't, I like the idea of hibachi because that's fun to watch people cook your food hibachi style. But when I'm at a ballpark, I want to get my food as quickly as possible and get my ass back in my seat so I can watch baseball. So something that entertains me while they cook it is not what I'm after at a ballpark. Imagine like, so you're you're in your seat, but at your hibachi seat, like he's cooking in front of you. Soto hits a home run, and then your little chef does a little choo-choo train with the with the onion volcano to celebrate the Soto home run. It's like my dream. Mm. <laughs> yes. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, well. I don't think I need a choo-choo train. I just want to watch him hit the home run. I would prefer to be in my seat watching him. Uh, hit the home I'm run. sure Juan Soto would want a choo-choo train. So he probably would. Oh, speaking of the halftime show, this is a good one. At Nat's, I never know how to say this. One. U Uticus. Uticus. Like At Nat's Uticus. Better hips, Nick or Ryan? Oh, easily Nick. <laughs> Nick's hips do not lie. Yeah, I got a MF wagon. Like, let's be real. <laughs> like we're talking Flatty Junior wagon. Like he got he got he's situation. in the Q's range of thick. They got a wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Got a full on wagon. Let's be real. Oh, wow. That was a good question. That was top tier. <laughs> top tier. Well All right. this one's for you, so go for it. Oh, look at this one. Okay, another one from at Finch960 says, a request, oh, she tweeted again after to say four. I request for 
at AY7877. That's me. For all the ahem males out there that may forget the process of how babies are made, uh, where is this going? Can you please explain, what, with basic math, why the Zimmerman baby can't be a World Series baby? Oh, okay, this is a good question. Because November, I December, say January, that. February. Right. It's math, people. Yeah, that's four like, months. She's due in three months, so it's not a World Series baby. I thought she was due in June. Is she, I thought she was due, like, in April. Am I wrong? I'm 95% sure it was June. Okay, well, that would mean pregnant in September. Pregnancy is 40 weeks. Maybe so she's, maybe a wild card baby. Maybe. Maybe an early playoff. Maybe a World Series run baby, if not an actual World well, Series baby. Like you After said the Dodgers weeks, Series win? But yeah, 40 weeks. she's having triplets, then it's 120 what? weeks. Oh, well, it's hard to argue like... <laughs> with that kind of math. That yeah, pans out. <laughs> Just checked. Yeah, well, I thought about it for a second, and it checks out, so there you go. All right, so one more. We've got at Acme Leader says, Native American mascots like Redskins, Chiefs, Braves, etc., and their associated chants, especially the chops. Is it time to end? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's been time to end, but then you get, like, the racist teams and fans like the Braves that will just forever keep doing it because they're scumbags. Well, yeah. I don't actually think that just because they are participating in that stuff that it makes them all racist. But I think the oh, all, all Braves that fans are racist. Go. Yeah, let's just make blanket statements. Um, uh, I do I don't all the like time. The about them. And all that. <laughs> I love blankets. Um, and I, I'm not opposed to the removal of like the tomahawks and that kind of stuff, as you know, because of their violent association and what they're you know, what they make people think of, I could see. But just the, the names, Chiefs, Redskins, Braves, and all that, I don't see any reason why those should go away. Man, I, a lot I could tell you the whoa. history of the word Redskin right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Well, I don't know. I, I am not Native American. However, my husband is actually a member of the Cherokee. 117th and Cherokee? <laughs> a little bit more than that. But, no, he is actually a member of the, the Cherokee Nation, like, for real, oh, wow. for real. And, uh, yeah, he's, I don't know. I mean, so well, this it's not could completely. Be, this, <laughs> what? Could, this is like a little bit of a like controversial topic. And I feel like this could really go down into like a debate because like Nick and I's generation is the politically correct generation. As all, like, <laughs> all the boomers like to point out. I actually, so triggered yeah, over. I was about to point that out. Actually, that no, it like, is generational. I feel like younger people is. in general have like, they're offended by this more than older people and affected by God yeah, everything. Offended by racism. But um right, except your your definition of racism. I don't I don't see it's, these words as racist. I don't think Chiefs and Braves and Redskins are racist. I, I don't see it that I, way. I wouldn't say Chiefs so, and Braves are, but Redskins literally is. Like there's no two ways around. I mean it. Redskins literally is I don't know. I mean like I said this is a controversial topic and we probably won't agree, but Redskins yeah. is literally what the Native Americans called themselves. It wasn't a racial slur made up by white people. So I don't think it's racist, but and I don't think that people who don't want to see these things changed are racist. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hate it if they got changed, but I also don't think it's necessary. I, th I, think, I think it's a symptom of everybody wanting to be offended by everything all the time. I think we could all agree on that the chop is the worst thing in the world and needs to I go. will agree with the chop. It's so Absolutely. annoying. Absolutely. 
It's problem. the worst. And Braves fans, when they travel, you guys are the worst. Oh, my God, you're so annoying when you're in somebody else's it's, ballpark. Oh, hey, Freddie just Freeman just sneezed. Be, Let's do it. Oh, my God. It's just when they come to Nats Park, I'm like, I am always happy to have fans of other teams at Nats Park. They don't bother me at all. But Braves fans just piss me off. Just please don't be an asshole when you're at other people's ballparks. Well, at least they're easy to identify because they're wearing, all wearing their white hoods. I didn't mean to say <laughs> asshole on the pod. Sorry. Anyway, so this is a good question, and it's oh. controversial, and we tend to avoid anything controversial on here. So I, I, I do think you're onto something, though, about the age thing. I think younger people tend to be more offended by this and everything else than older people do. And sometimes I think it's a good thing, but other times I think it goes a little overboard. And the stuff with every Native American-associated name being racist, I think, is a little over the top. I don't know if it's so much being offended. We just... Uh won't settle for the old, uh, oh, this is the way things are thing. Like, that drives you crazy. Like, just because yeah, it worked for, for you guys back in the day or whatever, it doesn't mean it's going to work for us. And we're bringing light to issues that uh, probably need to be addressed and should have been addressed a long time ago. But Agreed. I don't know. But, uh, again, only, it's a deeper conversation. These, it is. And my thing about topics like this, not just this particular one, but in general, is I think that if people can argue in good faith and not assume the worst uh, motives of everybody that they're arguing with or people that they don't agree with, I think that would go a long way toward, I don't know, making things not so, not so contentious when people talk about this kind of stuff. But anyway. Well, that doesn't make for good radio. So. On our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good point. That's a pretty good point. So we yeah. should probably call each other names. <laughs> you idiot. N you ninny cotton. Cotton-headed nitty mugging. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I don't know what that means, but I like oh it. Oh, my gosh. How what? You, have you not seen Elf? There, God, the age gap on this episode in particular is just like, damn it. That's not, I don't know if no, we're going to make it. age gap. Like, are you even alive? Do you even <laughs> Christmas? <laughs> Do you breathe? Yeah, Elf, not my favorite Christmas movie. I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> It's not my favorite either, but it's still a top-tier Christmas movie. It's a classic. That's like saying, what's the Grinch? See, I like the Grinch. But Clearly I like the Amanda. Grinch. I don't like the new Grinch. The new Grinch is, all the new Grinch movies suck. All of them. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. The Jim Carrey one whoa. sucks the most of all of them. The Jim Carrey one is worse what? than any what? other Grinch movie. It's terrible. Hate it. A bastardization of the original. That's, it's terrible. Amanda from Lostchester. Okay, if you said <laughs> that I about... Think. If you said... Actually, I can't say it, The Cat in the Hat is so iconic. But wow, that movie's so good. When, it's uh, not good. When the little girl from... It's Gothic the same girl, story! <laughs> it's not the same story. It's when completely that kid from a bastardization of the story. Wow, it's great. Well, I've never seen Gossip Girl, so I don't know who XO, that is. XO, XO. Gossip Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. I don't watch a lot of TV except for sports. <laughs> well, you clearly don't watch any movies either because you, I mean, I just, oh my God, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Amanda, what's your favorite movie? Mm, Die Hard, probably. Oh, well, I was expecting it to be like something way worse. That's actually not a bad <laughs> something pick. Something like what? God I love the Die Hard 
Casablanca. Wow. I mean, Cas- <laughs> driving Miss Daisy. Cas- <laughs> wow. All good movies, but not um, my favorite. Oh no 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 no! It's any uh, of the Jurassic Park movies would would be on my oh, top. No, what's, I love, what's, what's the Rosebud movie? Citizen Kane. Rosebud. Okay, Citizen Kane, classic. That's a great That's movie. A ter- it's a, a terrible movie. movie. Rosebud. It's a sled. Know, it's like a sled. Rosebud is a sled. Yeah, but I watched in the film class, and my professor, this British accent, made it sound incredible. So I was like, wow. It's wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My favorite movies, I don't watch a lot of movies, but my favorite ones are, like, really stupid, cheesy, like, sci-fi movies. I love all the Jurassic Park movies. I love all the, like, zombie, stupid zombie movies. And, like, the really bad sci-fi movies, like, Sharktopus versus Terracuda, like, the Sharknado. really, really bad ones. Sharknado. Sharknado's absolutely fabulous. I love them all. I, I love Oh, so you just hate, you hate good movies. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh. Yep. We're on it. We're on it. We're on the case. <laughs> there you go. Making so now you understand. Yep. Now you understand. Yep, we got it. <laughs> Cracked case. All right. So we got off on a tangent there a little bit, but there you go. Worth it. Do you guys have anything else before we Worth go? Worth it. No. Um, uh, please let me know how The Grinch is the greatest movie of all time if you're listening to this. So Amanda <laughs> can feel I have a feeling um, we did neglected. this controversial topic about the Native American stuff, and what's really going to happen is that everybody's going to be horribly offended by my take. You're about, about to get like ruined. I mean, I'm, I'm horribly offended right now. Like, I feel like I need a freaking avocado toast. You're like. a millennial, terribly offended. Um, actually, <laughs> I'm a Gen Z. Thank you. I'm not a millennial. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> Uh, my last thing, just wanted to highlight our two giveaway winners of the past week. Uh, Danielle won the, uh, the podcast giveaway, and Tyler won the uh, blog giveaway. So congrats to our winners. Your Chili's gift cards are in the mail, so use them wisely. I recommend the frozen strawberry margarita. Yeah, you can buy almost two margaritas if you pay your own tax. Yeah, they have a new Margarita of the Month, $5, yes. so you can get it, two of them. It will get you absolutely ruined. <laughs> the new one has, like, yeah. Fireball and... Bourbon and tequila. Bourbon. Wow. Yeah. But it's not so, banned. Have you had it already? No. Uh, yeah, yet. we got. We actually got a sneak peek with <laughs> Terry um, at midnight, February 1st. He called us in, and we got to try it. It was pretty good. Yeah, all, part of the partnership... Uh, we worked out with Chili's is that whenever they do tastings for like new my uh, menu items and drink menu items, uh, we're there. So all of these margaritas of the month are for our design. So we hope you like them. Yes, indeed. Are we doing it? Do we have any more giveaways? Are we doing one tonight on this podcast? Uh, not tonight, but keep your eye out in the future, uh, especially on the Half Street Honey Twitter. No spoilers, but oh. just keep your eye out. So if you don't follow, that's a great segue. If you don't follow the Half Street High Heat Twitter, do it not only for the fantastic entertainment value that it provides, but also for the potential for free Chili's gift cards. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, you got anything else? Are we good? Nope, we're good. All right, well, thank you guys, as always, for joining us. This was a fairly rambling episode, but we will actually have real baseball things to talk about soon because it is almost time for pitchers and catchers to report. So as we ramp up for the season, we will have more great shows coming your way. Um, Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And uh, follow me on Twitter at 8 What? (laughs) 
<laughs> I dropped my pen. <laughs> ah. Sorry. All right. So professional. We're so professional. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can follow Nick and Ryan at DCNatchack. And you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Yeah, yeah. Later. No one's going to do a Wild Thornberries for the outro, huh? <laughs> Dashing. <laughs> There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later. The early light of dawn, well, you can see they're running scared. Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air. Tell the Library of Congress that they might not wanna look. Cause we're putting curly W's in every book. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.